and welcome to Magnum She Wrote. <laughs> My name is Aaron. With me, as always, is Dorky Cameron. How are you doing today? Well, I just watched that episode, so not fantastic. <laughs> this episode is about Adelaide, a bloodthirsty horse. Come on, man. This is great. The horse goes on a killing spree. It does go on a Kills all spread. of the sexist losers. I wish, I wish more of this episode was about the killing horse was about the killing horse me too me too i wish it was all just about the serial killer horse yeah yeah it, it makes... yeah oh by the way we watched magnum pie oh oh like and... they couldn't tell which <laughs> one we were watching and the title of this one is called adelaide <laughs> yes it is and it was released on march 19th 1981 mm-hmm. uh the number one song in america at the time was keep on well, that's the wrong title. Keep on loving you. By the I'm gonna keep on loving you. Yeah. By the uh, speed- Rio Speedwagon. <laughs> the Speedwagon known as Rio, and uh, the number one movie. This is kind of weird to me. Okay. Was Omen three? You know what? It would be the, the top Final movie. Conflict. It would be the top movie. You think so? If Rio Speedwagon was the top band. Because everything just sucked. Because everything just sucked, including, including this, this episode. episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it's... Now, the... there were some good points about this episode. Cameron Mitchell! Cameron Mitchell. Wasn't that weird? This yeah. is the second time it's happened on this podcast. Two times in a row. Two times... Yeah, it's two mm-hmm. times in a row. Even though these shows are three years apart, I think? 1981 to 1985. Oh, four years apart. So there's a four-year age gap. Yeah. Or age gap. Age whatever. gap, whatever. But yeah, we end up with the same guest star. Mm-hmm. In both episodes, back to back. That is that's crazy. Serendipity. That's fun. Yeah, that's it is kind of cool. Yeah. So, that's happened to us before too, with um, another actor who played the guy's father and Louis Ferrer. Yes, what Louis Ferrer. Yes. Yeah, it happened with the the one with the flashback. Mm-hmm. Didn't it happen with Robert Loggia too? No. Wasn't he starring in Murder She Wrote and wrote the episode for Yeah, Madame it was something like there was yeah. something like that. There was like a weird yeah. Robert Loja connection. Mm-hmm. But like Loja's stink is all over these anyway. So Oh well no, this one's stink is Robert Hamilton and he smells like S H I T. You hear that, Robert Hamilton? We're coming for you. I don't even know who you are, buddy. <laughs> Um, I, and I, <laughs> I'll read I'll read the IMDB thing yes, first. Go right? ahead. Yes. The description. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> A woman hires Magnum to protect Norman, a prized show horse who may be kidnapped. That doesn't even... That's, that's, a, not, even what, no, that's, that's not even what the show's about. It's about a, a dangerous horse that kills people. Murder horse. Murder horse. Yeah, just yeah. like all horses secretly want to do. Yes, they all want to kill us you. at all times. Exactly. No, this isn't about a murder horse, unfortunately. <sighs> I wish. I wish it was about a murder horse. Now, I did not have any really interesting trivia for this episode. It was something like... What did DVD connoisseur have to say about this? Well, interesting you should say that. Honestly, I wasn't even sure if I should take this... Review. Well, I think you should. Well, I no, because I honestly, I read it before I saw the episode, mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't know, this doesn't really seem that interesting. I'll copy it anyway, right. just in case. Mm. Now that we've seen the episode, now it's interesting, huh? It's a little more interesting. Okay. So I want to get your, I want to get your. Um, you haven't seen this. No, I have not. So this is our. Fr- <laughs> we don't know each other, right? <laughs> we've never met before. We've never met before. <laughs> this is so weird. <laughs> um, so this is what DVD connoisseur, our nemesis. Uh huh. Uh-huh. said he calls this a lighter episode from season one. Okay. Adelaide is an entertaining episode from the first series. 
Christine Belford plays the pretty and shy Adelaide Malone, Ugh. a horse owner who's pride. I should give him a nasty voice. Why, why didn't he have, like, virgin written all over her? <laughs> the show did. Yeah, the show did. A hor- Let me get through DVD Connoisseur's words. Okay. Okay. <laughs> His prose. Yeah. <laughs> a horse owner whose pride and joy Norman is being threatened by potential horse nappers. There's some comedic content from Roger E. Mosley, T-Copter, mm-hmm. and Larry Minetti. Rick. Rick. At Not the, really. At the races and some less than convincing action. Wow. That's kind of a negative that's take. A, he kind of negated a bit. Yeah. He gave, but he gave it 7 out of 10. Yeah. I wanted to hear specifically what you had to say. I mean, see what I mean? It's kind of basically just I'd a I'd give synopsis. it 2 because I like horses. Yeah, unlike T-Copter. Unlike, yeah, he hates horses. He hates horses. I'm giving it two stars because the horses were cool. Horses were cool. That's it. I was um, more interested with his his stressing the comedic aspect of T-Copter and Rick. They weren't funny. This whole show was not funny. No. And it thought it was really funny. Yes, it did. They were like whole, like 30 second long laughter breaks Mm -hmm. from the characters about how funny funny everything was. Like, I was having a hard time. I was having a hard time watching it because I was like, did I lose my sense of humor? No. Am I no longer finding things funny? No, everything's funny except this show. Okay, good. Okay, (laughs) good. This is the one thing that's not funny. Because I was like, the one thing I do, uh, you know, there's several things I like about myself, let's be honest here. Okay. But one thing that... My butt. But (laughs) the one thing I really do like is the ability to laugh. Right. You know, I like yes. laughing and I like I like jokes and I love to laugh. Exactly. <laughs> See, that's great. And I was like, I think I lost my sense of humor here. Yeah. <laughs> and I did not no. appreciate that one bit. No, 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 no. No. Okay. Yeah, you you thought this you thought this show took something. From I had you. the right something amount of anger. Fun, huh? Something fundamental okay. in your soul. No, this is an infuriating episode yeah. and we got a lot to cover. I I'm think. not I'm not sure I want to cover some of this crap. <laughs> well, We've got a lot to cover. <laughs> <laughs> so, the movie... God, I'll never get this right. Yeah, it's a show, not a it's, movie. It's a show. The show starts off with a volleyball match for the King Kamehameha Club. It's like a charity event, I assume. Or No, no because they have, Yeah, and they have to pay tour- into it. Yes, it's a tournament. Because t at the end was like, I paid for this. I paid for this. How dare you interrupt our game? Exactly. Blah. And it's like these boys are always playing, these little boys are always playing their volleyballs with their volleyballs. <laughs> and then he doesn't even use the word spike. Okay. He, <laughs> like basic he goes, terminology. Yeah, he doesn't I even know even basic know volleyball terminology. Instead, he goes, and that's when I drove the ball into the ground. I'm, you spiked it? You spiked it. Like, just, just say you spiked it. Okay, and, writer? Get and, some terminology at least once here. And that's when I palm smacked it. Yeah, nobody goes, <laughs> and I drove the ball into the ground. That's that's not what you do in volleyball. You spike it. Oh, we have a lot to say about this writer. Oh. He, is, he may be DVD connoisseur. <laughs> <laughs> he's writing reviews for his own stuff, and he's like, I wanted more action, but the director of this episode wouldn't let me. But, you know, the comedy was on point. <laughs> wouldn't that be funny if it really was him? Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. So, so in the middle of the match, he drove the ball. Spiked. And uh, Higgins, who's also... It's the little things, man. It's the little things. Higgins is also overseeing this event. He, he's the mm-hmm. official. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess referee. I don't know volleyball terms. I'm assuming a ref of yeah. some sort. 
he he, pa- he stops the game, mm-hmm. interrupts Mags's internal monologue because he's mm-hmm. talking about how everything's great in the world. He's having a perfect day, which means suddenly perfect something's game. gonna go wrong. Something's gonna go wrong, and Higgins comes over and he's assuming he's this like is throw this. the game. Yeah, because Higgins tells him to throw the game. Mm-hmm. Why does he want him to throw the game? Because this is a tournament run by the King Kamehameha Club, and mm-hmm. he doesn't want someone who's a guest of a guest. Yeah, like, to win. He, he, he wants actual legit guests. To win. Yeah, he doesn't want T-Copter and Mags to mm-hmm. win because they're not actually guests of mm-hmm. the, the King Kamehameha Club. So what does Mags do, the rebel? He throws it. He throws it like a little... <laughs> he throws it. Like, it, this show always makes us want to say... He throws the game. He throws it. He like, throws no, the game. No, he doesn't even work. And, like, T-Copter is so upset. Yeah, and because he, he paid to he be paid in money this. in this. And he yeah. doesn't know, but he doesn't know, I don't mm-hmm. think, that this is what Mags was doing. He thinks no. he just yeah. was crappy at volleyball. But we know Magnum's not crappy at volleyball. He because plays all he the time. drove the ball into he the dro- sand. <laughs> he drove that ball into the sand. <laughs> Give it a little bag lunch. Spiked it, guys. Spiked. But yeah, so so he throws the game, which is crazy to me, because the show is always showing like this kind of adversarial relationship that Higgins and Magnum have. Mm-hmm. And that Magnum's not going to play by the rules, mm-hmm. and he's going to do what it takes. But in this instance, he's like, yeah, I'm going to throw away what little money I have because I'm a poor, poor boy. Yeah, he's a poor boy. <laughs> Nobody loves him. You're <laughs> starting to sing like me. <laughs> I know. You're a bad influence. Well, at least the influence doesn't come from the show. And he's also <laughs> throwing away his friend's money. Mm-hmm. And really, Higgins has nothing over nope. Magnum. He just is kind of sorry excuse of like, well, you're not actual club members, yeah. so you shouldn't win this. Yeah. Well, Higgins can't throw Magnum out of that. That's his no. problem is he can't throw Magnum out because he's Robin Masters' mm-hmm. guest. I almost lost my breath there. Yeah. And this this is, is infuriating and you. This is, you don't like games being this thrown. Is scene one. <laughs> <laughs> we just started, folks. Sick. Get ready. Buckle in. This is going to be a long ride. It's going to be a long ride. So soon after this, Magnum's taking a shower uh, at mm-hmm. the beach, as you, mm-hmm. as you do. Woo! I mean... I, I don't know. I, I... Well, you know, if someone <laughs> does appreciate it... Adelaide. <laughs> Adelaide. Um, for some odd reason, I know it's the song to Allison, but for some odd reason, that tune just kept sticking in my head every kept, time her name was sing, said. You kept singing it every I sing time. it the whole and way And I was through. like, what song is that? And I like Elvis Costello, and I had no and idea, you had what, no you idea what I was doing. <laughs> I was like, saying. what are you I know. doing? <laughs> yeah. It just stuck in my head. Adelaide, she's a, a shy and bespectacled young woman. <sighs> she looks like the American Girl doll Samantha. Yes. <laughs> no, no, there was another one who had glasses. Molly, I think her name was Molly. Molly. I think it, I think it was Molly. Yeah, yeah, and she is looking to because hire... Because you know our listeners have American Girl dolls. All of them. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> <laughs> I got Felicity. I got Kit Kitridge. I got them all. <laughs> That's great. So... So she wants to hire Magnum. She says she's gone to the police. The police mm-hmm. laughed her out of the building. Yeah. She went to high-priced private investigators, but they didn't want her because she mm-hmm. only has $350 to spend. Yeah. She went to low-priced mm-hmm. private investigators, but they didn't want to give her the no. time of day. No. So she settled on Magnum. Magnum PI. And then she said, but you come with a recommendation from my uncle who served with you in Nam. Yeah. Yes. But it's like, well, why did you go to him last? Yeah, she, she went to him last. Well, we do kind of find out why. Because he, he, her uncle didn't want her hiring Magnum in the first place because he was mm-hmm. so full of sexual fire. 
He's a Ruet? Is He's that what they called him? Rue and a bounder. Yeah, a Rue and a bounder and a womanizer. And, a womanizer. and I was like, yes, he is all those things. He is 100%. 100% all, all those things. He is but not crawling success, with not STDs. Successful. I would say he's not sex- successful often. <laughs> <laughs> but when he is, he's crawling with he STDs. He is a womanizer in his mind. <laughs> <laughs> we can hope. <laughs> yeah, we can hope for everyone. Yeah. But anyway, so she basically says, hey, I'm hiring you. You're like the last on my list. I can only pay you $350. Because mm-hmm. he's trying to bring in uh, T-Copter and, and Rick for some reason. Yeah. I don't really even understand I why. Don't, I don't either. And she's trying like, to well, give them jobs, even though Rick runs a club Rick and TC runs the has his own Kamehameha tourist club. agency. Yeah, they're both doing just fine. They're doing fine. They're they doing... don't need your little side job. What they need for you to do is pay your bills, mm-hmm. pay your bar tab, pay your gas money. Exactly, and that comes up later. Yeah, that does come up later. They fly off for whatever. He accepts the. He somehow convinces T-Copter to help out. Yeah. Because she says someone is extorting her and her uncle mm-hmm. to kidnap Norman, Norman. which. You know, if you've been paying attention this far into the podcast, you know it's a horse. Yeah. But nobody in the episode at this point knows it's a horse. So I guess T-Copter and Rick And what a dumb name for a horse. Right? Especially a show horse. What's a good name for a horse? Well, Faramir's Fireball Fury. That's the best name for a horse. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good name. It's a great name. Now, the very first horse that I owned, I named Star. That's all right. I was five. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> At least you didn't name it horse. <laughs> yeah, right. Our son would name it horse. horse. My dad wanted to name it horse. Yeah, I can see your dad doing that yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but they don't equate it with a horse. Mm-hmm. She says they're trying to kidnap Norman. Kill Norman though, aren't they? Or uh, just kidnap? No, just kidnap Norman for like fifty thousand dollars. Fifty thousand dollars. Because once he wins this event, he's going to be worth two hundred fifty thousand. But again, they don't know now. Nobody, Tom, uh, mm-hmm. Thomas. What was it calling him? Thomas. And Thomas. 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 Thomas Richard Thomas. and T. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know his first name. Thomas P. Magnum. No, it's a T. Copter. I don't know what his first name is. Oh. Terrence. T. C. Terrence Cole. Terrence Cole <laughs> Copter. <laughs> So, Thomas, Richard, and Terrence Colecopter don't know it's a horse. They just know it's this person named Norman, and nobody's listening Mm -hmm. to this woman. So, he kind of convinces T-Copter to give him a lift to their island so they can Mm -hmm. go to the ranch so he can go protect this person. Person, in quotes. And as she's describing all the situations that have led up to this point, she says, like, oh, you know, like, this is what the guy sounds like. I mean, when he talks and not just, like, breathing heavily into Mm -hmm. the phone. At which point, T-Copter starts laughing. Yeah. I think it's very upsetting. Why would you laugh at someone being stalked and extorted? Exactly. Like, there's like, nothing why would you funny. just bust out laughing? Oh, heavy breather on the phone. <laughs> well, I guess that's male privilege, I guess, I because guess. you guys don't get those creepy calls. Yeah. You know, I don't think many guys do get those creepy calls, do we? No, I don't think so. Unless hey. you're unless you're in the movie Scream. Hey, ladies. <laughs> start calling those guys and start breathing heavily on the phone. No, you guys might like it. You'll probably. We'll be like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who's this? What you wearing? I like the sound of your breath. So we get to her uncle's ranch and we find Cam- Space Mutiny's Cameron Mitchell. Cameron Mitchell. Wow, this is like Cameron's just all over this I, podcast. Yeah, it's got Between Cameron stank everywhere. Cam from Japan, Cameron <laughs> Mitchell. Now you. Me, me, this shriveled husk of a we person. We might as well get Cameron Diaz in here. <laughs> Dean Cameron. Dean Cameron. <laughs> 
No, his name is Dean Kane. No, no, Dean Kane. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry, honey. Dean okay. Cameron is the star of the movie Rockula. Yeah, I'm not going to know this. <laughs> he was Chainsaw in the movie Summer School, uh-huh. and he was the pizza guy in Men at Work. I am very <laughs> familiar with the work <laughs> with the filmography of Dean Cameron. I am not going to ever know that. <laughs> oh, and he was also in an episode of Psych. And I believe through the whole episode of Psych, I was like, oh, that's Dean Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, uh-huh, yep. Sure, okay. <laughs> so, anyway. That happened. Mm -hmm. At this point, she's like, yeah, I'm going to introduce you to Nor." Oh, wait. I should go back a bit. Mm -hmm. Cameron Mitchell was a naval surgeon who had a really bad temper. Yeah. And. I don't know why he was a naval surgeon with such a bad temper. Like, seriously, you're a doctor. Shouldn't you have a decent bedside manner? He has no bedside manner. None. None at all. And he's really angry at Magnum for resigning. He's like, I want to be back there. You want to be back there sewing up. Guys who are like seriously covered in shrapnel, right? And it's like it's also 1981. The Vietnam War is like well over at this point. So seven years over, right? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's there's always conflicts going on in the world, but yeah. I mean, like, what was going on that Magnum needs to be still I in like, the military? So yeah, this guy's pissed. He just... probably still wanted him to be military secret service, like in episode one. He wanted uh, him to be that naval spy. He feels something. like you should stay in the military forever. Yeah, career man. Yeah, like mm-hmm. even. He, like, he's treating Max like he was dishonorably discharged. Yeah. So Max just, like, was like, I don't want to be in the military anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's a little background on... Just to become a private eye, you mean investigator? Yeah. Because he has to clarify that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, give me a break. You don't investigate anything. <laughs> he does not investigate anything. <laughs> there are, like, glaring holes in this episode where we're You know, like, okay, last week, we just watched Y50 with real police officers. <laughs> real. Detecting in real and life. investigating. Yes. So this is just a hack. It's hack. I just... It's like, I'm no wonder he doesn't time. make... It doesn't make any... No wonder he doesn't make any money. Yeah. He's terrible at his job. He's terrible at his job. Oh, and, and, okay, I should point out some of... Uh, Efforts of comedy, mm. and this just occurred to me. So when she says that she found Magnum, she found him in the yellow pages. Yeah. And Rick and TC think this is the funniest freaking thing. Why would that be funny? They're like, you let your fingers do the walking, ha, ha, ha. And they are cracking. I don't understand I why. don't understand the joke. Why? I was like, well, how else is she supposed to find these people? How else is he supposed Can to get clients? Can she Google it? Because she can't. Where is he supposed to get clients? How is he supposed to advertise? Exactly. He can't afford advertising. No. So he should at least be listed under the book between, yeah. like, you know, under private investigators. Mm-hmm. And they think this is, like, funny. I don't get the joke. I, I don't, don't either. Get what... And they're busy laughing at his potential client this whole time. Oh, we're going to get... For everything she does. And it's just like, why? Yeah. This woman wants to save Norman's life. Yes. Because she's being extorted. If she doesn't pay this amount of money, they're going to kill Norman. Right. Yeah. So, like, well, how is this funny? Yeah, and we'll get into this part, too. This was infuriating throughout the whole episode. Yeah. He gets this from Higgins. He gets yep. this from Rick. Yep. He gets this from T-Copter. Yep. And he is constantly embarrassed by the fact that he finds out that his client is a horse. And yep. He has to protect a horse. Five episodes ago, he was protecting a freaking dog yeah. at Higgins' request. Yes. And nobody said a word. No. But for some odd reason, protecting a horse, I guess, is just... 
a crappy thing to do, which is unbelievably ridiculous because horses are valued so highly, especially as a show horse, Mm -hmm. as a stud horse. My God, you're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars. This is a big deal. And it is not a job you laugh at. The thing with this horse is they want to run him in this uh, tournament. Mm -hmm. If he wins, which will be great, they get $25,000, but that also... His stud fees are now $250,000, which I did the inflation calculations on. Mm -hmm. So he's already in 1981 worth a quarter of a million dollars. In 2019 money, that's almost a million dollars. It's three quarters of a million dollars. And everybody is acting like this is so lame. This is so beneath you. I'm like, this is probably the most high profile job he's gotten. Exactly. Except for the the Manets. Yes. Oh, Gauguin. The Gauguin. Yes. And that wasn't even his job. Yeah, that wasn't even his job. That was that was, just... that was Robin Master spending money like a freak. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't understand. Like, there are constant scenes where they're like, where's this guy you're protecting? Where's this guy you're protecting? Mm-hmm. It's a horse. Horses are lame. I <laughs> hate horses. <laughs> and that's the part I'm talking about mm-hmm. where, like, Rick and TC laugh at him for, like, a minute straight. A minute like, straight, Like, yeah. the actual episode devotes, it feels like at least yeah. a minute, mm-hmm. which is a long time in, like, a 45-minute show. Oh, this show was long. <laughs> just, this was a long 45 minutes. Oh, boy, it was. Of just two people laughing at him because mm-hmm. he has this horse that's worth almost a million dollars. Yeah. And, or a quarter of a million in those days. Yeah. But still. And she's only offering him $350. And, like, she kind of is like, oh, all our money is tied up in this horse. But I'm like, you also have a huge ranch. Yeah. <laughs> like, $350 is all you can offer me? Seriously? Yeah. In order to protect a million-dollar horse? Yeah. What the F is wrong with you? And, like, not to spoil too much, when they do sell the horse later mm-hmm. on in the episode, she's like, oh, I want to thank you so much. I'm going to bump your fee up to $1,000. I'm like, you just made a quarter of a million dollars, lady. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you? Well, and at the end of the episode, she throws in even more. Yeah, oh, uh, we're going to, this is going to be a whole. And that's when I'm going to vomit. <laughs> and that will be my Foley work here. <laughs> that will be your Foley you work. You get to hear me vomiting. Oh, it's all wet and gross. Mm-hmm. But, so once he finds out it's a horse, not a dog, because if yeah. it's a dog, it's a different story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> once he finds out, he's, he's threatening to leave. And this mm-hmm. Adelaide woman. She she tells them she's like if you're going to leave, you, you better, better do, do it now. now. Oh, you want? To? Oh no, no, you can do it. Yeah, well, well we no, can role play. Want to role play? Yeah, okay. Sure. Or who do you want to be, Magnum or Adelaide? <laughs> Neither. Okay. Is that a choice? Okay. <laughs> you play both. Oh uh, no 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 we gotta we gotta do this right. Oh okay. Who do you want to be? I'll be either one. Okay, I'm going to be her because I think I can play her. Okay, I, I think. Well. All right. Uh, a horse? I'm out of here. I'm going to take my red tiger muffler hat and get out. Stupid lady. Oh, in point, he's driving a Jeep. He is driving a Where's Jeep. Where's his Ferrari? I don't know. Well, they flew to that island, so maybe he doesn't oh, okay. have access to okay. it. So. She says, well, if you're going to leave, you better do it now. I will. Because I'm about to cry, and I still have my pride. And I... <laughs> She does the whole head turn. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good. Thank That's you. really good. Thank you. So, I mean, my question was like, I'm like, does she? Does she have any pride? If you go up to someone like, you're hurting me so much right now, I'm going to cry. Like, do I don't you have know any how. Pride? I don't know how you. You lose. might as well just cry. I under. I don't know how you lose pride by crying. Yeah. There is nothing wrong with crying. Yeah. 
the horse you love is about to be killed. The only man who can save him is, like, laughing at you and driving off. Right. You have every right to cry. Yeah. How is that demeaning to your pride? It's not at all. It's not at all. except for the writer of this episode who hates women. And he hates (laughs) women. He only likes a specific kind. And if you don't fit that mold, you're a skank. Essentially, he feels, and I mean, like, I don't feel this is slanderous, really, but, like, just based on the text of the show, Mm -hmm. or at least the way he wrote Magnum in the show. Now, granted, Magnum has not always been the most progressive of of characters. But in this particular episode, it went to, like, new depths of grossness. Yes, Where women are literally treated as a prize or as a reward or as payment, even, for his work. Payment. That's the key word coming up at the end of this episode. Yes. And he has a Cave of Wonder monologue mm-hmm. where he says, okay, it was getting late, probably wasn't going to make it back to the Robin's Nest mm-hmm. tonight, so I decided I'd stay. But when you look at her smile oh. and all this, wouldn't you want to stay too? Oh, it's so gross. And, like, it's like, and there's a really heavy implication of like, I yeah. hope I can do it with this woman yeah. in this barn tonight. Yeah. And when I heard him say that, I'm like, this show is obviously just for guys. Or, yeah. I mean, yeah. heterosexual males. <laughs> you know, like, because it, it make, this episode specifically makes no pretense of trying to appeal to anyone because he literally asks us, the audience, mm-hmm. well, you would do the same thing, wouldn't you? And I go, like, no. Yeah. <laughs> he, and, he, and he constantly says throughout with his Cape of Wonders, he's like, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. I'm like, not once have you been right about what I was thinking. <laughs> I know. I think a few times during the episode I go, nope, not what I was thinking. Not what I was not thinking. Not what I was thinking at all. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, and then I, I was like, I, and then he, it's what's weird about Adelaide, too, is she's not the type of woman. You find out she's 32 years old. And a virgin. Keep that in mind. Yeah, and a virgin. Oh, was I supposed Whatever. to keep that under wraps? Yes, you were. Okay. She's 32 years old, and he treats her like a child. Like, uh, she's six child. years old. Because some of the scenes, I was like, well, I treat Jake like that when he's upset. You, yeah, you said that a couple times. You and, know. And it was like, again, I'm not going to try, I'm going to try not to judge too harshly uh, <laughs> <laughs> on Mags and Adelaide. Okay. Because it's the writer. The writer's writing both their parts. Yeah. So I'm blaming the writer more than I'm blaming even the sure. characters at this point. Sure. Because I feel like even Mags, as terrible as he is, was almost out of character here. It was really disturbing. Because literally it was treating a 32-year-old woman who, by choice, has decided to remain a virgin. Which yeah. Is no problem. I have no problem Whatever. with that. But the treatment of her, not only by Mags, but by everyone, mm-hmm. is that she is a child. Yeah. That she has no idea of the dangers of the real world. Mm-hmm. She decides. Well, she's... I'm from Iowa, so therefore I know nothing. <laughs> and it really insults any Midwesterner. It insults virgins and Iowans. Yes, it really does. And uh, so, if you're an Iowan virgin, <laughs> you are definitely going to be insulted. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm neither of those two, and I'm insulted. <laughs> She brings a cot out for herself to sleep in. Mm-hmm. He gets to sleep on a bale of hay, which, okay, you're paying me. I mean, like, this is my job. Maybe I should get the cot. But she, <laughs> you have a bed inside. Yeah, right. Stay inside. She's decided she wants to hang out in the barn with him all night to watch over Norman. Yeah. And, like, he literally has to tell her, like, you know, I'm going to do, I'm going to do, I'm going to do another role yeah. playing here. I'm going to okay. do Magnum for a minute. So you, you can be Adelaide again. You can say good night, Magnum. Well, good, 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 good night. Magnum. <laughs> Adelaide, 
Your glasses are still on. Oh, <laughs> oh right. <laughs> and scene. Yeah. So, yeah, like, he that's the tone, and, like, she's yeah. incapable of even... Taking off her glasses that she's been wearing for probably 30 years. (laughs) And literally, that's something we tell our son every night. We're like, take off your glasses. Jake, you got to take off your glasses. We got to put them up. You know, like, this 32-year-old woman can't handle it. To the point, it was so mind-blowing to me Mm -hmm. that I think at that point, I was like, oh, Adelaide's in on this. Yeah, you started thinking, oh, she's conning him. She's conning him because she doesn't, she's, those are fake because glasses. Because it was so ridiculous. And she didn't realize mm-hmm. she even had them on that like, yeah, because she's not used to wearing them. So, And yeah. I had hoped you were right because that would have been interesting. Because I was like, oh, she's playing the virgin card, you know, yes. lying really big time for this. And well, Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, keep going. But but I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. Let's let's take this sap for all he's worth. Exactly. Because yeah. like in a, when you said the virgin card, because we, all these episodes always say like tonight on Magnum P.I., mm-hmm. we had already seen a scene where like they were about to kiss. Yeah. And now that we found out that she's a virgin, I'm like, oh, it's playing into this like yeah. gross little fantasy of like yeah, being so with a virgin. She's, so she's going to be, she has something up her sleeve. Yeah, she has something up yeah. her sleeve. She's playing him. Yeah. She is not playing him. No, not at all. Not at all. She, not at this all. is literally what you see is what you get. I think it's because we have such higher expectations of women these days. I that think when so. we see something that's just so lame isn't the word. It's infant she, they infantilize her. Yes. And, and that it's infantilize, just, let me say it better. Yeah. Yeah. That it just made it unbelievable that there's a woman like that. Because there's not a woman like that. Like, because she even goes into oh, and I was a teacher, I taught home ec. Yeah. And, and I was a great sewer and cook. And I was like, are you kidding me right now? Yeah. So she's a virgin who can sew and cook it, and knows how to ride a horse and is, it's a very specific and is super shy and wears glasses. Yeah. And I don't know. It felt like she was one of those anime characters with the really big knockers who look like yeah. the 12. Well, and they, she's all that her at the end of the movie, too. Yeah. Show because they take off her they glasses. They take off her glasses. And they her let down her, her hair. hair. She's no longer have has her hair braided or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, but the whole thing, she's always prim and proper. Mm-hmm. And it's that, like... I'm going to get you out of your shell. It's so disgusting. You know, it's so gross. And she even says, I've been saving myself so, for someone special. Let's make out. Yeah. And I was like, no. First of all, he's not someone special. No, he's... If you're still a virgin at 32, you better stay one. Because there ain't nobody, <laughs> nobody worth it now. No, no. <laughs> the, you should have lost that, like, ages you ago. You had to get someone and train them. <laughs> <laughs> this is important. That... <laughs> By now, you just might as well stay a virgin because nobody's going to please you at this point. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just it's part of being an adult, too, because your mm-hmm. expectations are going to be higher of what exactly. you, you want. You're not just going to settle for something mm-hmm. second rate. Exactly. You know? So, yeah. it's, it's... <laughs> We just call it Magnum second rate. He is totally second rate. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so That's why I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> Screw Magnum. So <laughs> he would. <laughs> he would. Yeah, and 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 totally, one hundred percent. If she loses her virginity to this guy, yeah. her first time is going to end up with a trip to and the clinic with an STD. Exactly, and he's just going to leave. He's just because gonna leave. that's what he does. He's well, not going to hang out and date you because remember, he's still in love with that Rebecca chick who leaves voicemail. No, Jessica, the one who left him with a steel uh, beer. Steel beer. Oh, her name is Jessica. I thought it was Rebecca. Uh, who knows? Whatever. He's with so many women. <laughs> I can't keep them straight. Yeah, exactly. He's with enough women this far into mm-hmm. the season yeah. that 
I can't even t- and like exactly. almost every episode ends with him being like you're really special to me yeah and then it's and like, then we never hear from her again yeah and there's okay so there's 18 episodes in this first season mm-hmm. which is almost a half a year in real time right <laughs> like if it was every week <laughs> so for a half a year he's been with like 18 women at and this he keeps point. saying and I love you so much I and love I'm you so much. super serious about this there's something really special he talks <laughs> like a sophomore asking out yes. a, a girl to p- homecoming yes I really care about but you. But if he's really this much you. of a, of a womanizer as he is, you would think he would be a little bit more suave at this point. He he has no game. He has no game. <laughs> None at all. He like he literally would be the type of guy who would ask you out in high school and get down like on one knee <laughs> to ask you out to like McDonald's or something. <laughs> that's that's his play. Yeah. So see, but you were smart. You didn't ask me out for food. You asked me out to ride roller coasters. Yeah, we went out for roller coasters. Yeah, that was our first date. That's how you do it. That's how you do that. Food is not the way to my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> so, and we also have uh, pictures of our first date. Which yeah, is it's pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of cool. So anyway, the next morning he wakes up. Nothing has happened to the horse. Mm-mm. He's hungry. He wants to get breakfast, and on the horizon. Three bandits. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. And they, they were John Wayne yes, bandits. Yes, straight up John Wayne bandits. Come with a black scarf. Uh, he even says, like, they have the black hats and yep, everything. Yeah. And they kidnap not the horse, they kidnap the Adelaide. Adelaide. And he knows it's because it's a distraction. It's a distraction. Yeah. And in order to get the horse. Yeah. And my favorite part is coming up. <laughs> When they finally get Adelaide and she's thrown off a horse, (laughs) which is hilarious. Which is hilarious. Because that dude, like, threw Threw her off the horse. He's like, get off, virgin. Get off, virgin. (laughs) (laughs) So she's thrown off this horse, but when they get back, he he picks up the needle because the horse is laying on the ground. And I swear to God, he tastes Tastes the tranquilizer. He He tastes the tranquilizer. I'm pretty sure you're correct. He takes a syringe. Yeah. And then he, like, puts his fingertip on it and then puts it to his mouth, doesn't he? Mother effer puts horse tranquilizers in his mouth. He takes horse tranquilizers. (laughs) And I'm like, why isn't this guy on his butt right now? (laughs) So so he returns back to the man. Let's catch up a little bit. Mm. He tells TC and Rick. They laugh at him for a minute straight. Mm -hmm. Blah, 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 blah. Then I started to ask, is she a virgin faker? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so then they she he has a, a conversation oh, with Adelaide. Oh, not should that. we okay. role play this one again? I don't know. I don't know because it's just me talking, really. Okay. Okay. I mean, but well, you me do you like, want me to do it, and then and then you can like p- pitch in? Oh, uh, maybe I should respond how Magnum would have responded in real life. <laughs> Had he been a real human, like being. a real real person. How I'll respond. I will be Magnum. As a I, real boy. Uh, as, a, as a real boy. As a for real boy. I'll be Magnum. I'll be Cameron playing Magnum, playing Cameron, responding to what Adelaide says. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. okay now, she, uh, let's set up the premise here. She's set up the fact that she's a 32-year-old virgin. Virgin. She's a home ec teacher. And she's a she home can ec make, teacher. She can make a meatloaf faster than anyone, which I think is impossible because it takes a certain amount of time to make a meatloaf. It a takes meatloaf like an hour. takes like, well, no, just to throw it together, it takes like five seconds. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, you just dump crap in there and <laughs> the, boom, there's your meatloaf. Yeah, yeah. Meat, our recipe for meatloaf, dump some crap into dump the some pan. Dump some crap in there. 
Put some barbecue sauce on top. You're done. You're done. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so she just set that up, and she's like, at this point, I'm more nervous about losing my virginity. Right. You have, wait, this this is just Magnum. Okay, okay. You're holding yeah. my hand. It's creepy. I know. <laughs> While you're being Magnum, I'm so scared. You have a very special smile. <laughs> he does say that. Yeah, he does. <laughs> okay. You have nothing to be worried about. Tell me. I just, how do you feel about I just being feel a virgin? Like at this point, I'd be like a jar of strawberry preserves that's been sitting on the shelf all winter until it explodes. <laughs> oh. And there'll be jam all over the ceiling, oh. broken glass all over the floor. What? My vagina will just explode from not being used. <laughs> okay, I added in the last line. But seriously, what kind of analogy is that? It goes on. Like, okay. First of all, that's an analogy only a male could write. And I wrote, red flag, red flag, red flag. This <laughs> <laughs> was a jar crazy. So, okay, let's, let's, we're going to parse it out a bit. And he goes, you can't compare yourself to strawberries. <laughs> <laughs> does, he yeah. does. <laughs> Your vagina's not a jar of strawberries. Well, isn't that nice? <laughs> Thank God. So, so let's parse it out. So first of all, okay. her sexuality, her libido, mm-hmm. I suppose, mm-hmm. her vagina. It's um, going to get so taut because she hasn't had an orgasm that she's just going to explode. Why can't she just masturbate? Because like <laughs> that's a person. devil's doorknob. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I was told that years ago. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> but like, so she's a, she's a jar of strawberry preserves, yeah. not jam. Preserves. Preserves. <laughs> I just, I can't. And then, and then it's been on a shelf. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's not being used. Okay. Over winter. Over winter. <laughs> so, so it's cold so, and frigid. Well, what happened was, <laughs> what this happened person was? was like, I'm making lots of biscuits, but I only want honey and not the <laughs> strawberry preserves. So I'm just leaving that there over winter. Oh, it's spring now. I guess I just got to toss it. I, I never it. used it. And then they go to reach for the jar, and then it freaking explodes. It freaking explodes. Now, are jars of preserves known to explode? You know what? They can. Really? Uh, based on all the fermentation that happens. On horniness? On horniness. <laughs> <laughs> Strawberries get horny and they Clearly. explode. And then, and so, so then you got this abandoned. So, so now her. I've had a jar of blackberry jam explode. Her strawberry vagina. Her strawberry vagina. Has exploded. And it, there's, I assume, viscera on the ceiling. Jam everywhere. It's jam on the ceiling. And then, if that's not weird enough, then she's like, then there's glass on there's the floor. There's broken glass on So she's also. Dangerous. She's at dangerous this point? for other people to go clean up. Uh, like, am I gotta go clean up your? <laughs> My your orgasm was so huge. <laughs> it could be a danger to it's you. It's a danger to society. <laughs> this might be painful. <laughs> Oh my God. It would be like the scene in Die Hard where he has to walk across the broken glass. That's what her sexuality is. I don't. Okay, maybe we are interpreting this analogy differently than was intended. Than what was intended, but I don't. This analogy is stupid. She could just be like, "Yo, bro, I'm 32 and I want to get some." <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. You're 32. Who cares? Go get you some. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. So, anyway. Then she's like, you weren't anything like I expect. Oh, I guess I'm being out of You, you can now. be her now. Oh, my vagina. <laughs> it just exploded. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> I'm going to speak from that level. <laughs> Broken glass, watch feet. 
So she's like, she's like, when I first saw you, you weren't what I expected at all. Well, what did you expect? Oh, that's good. I like this. It's good. Okay. Well, <laughs> my uncle, he told me you were a womanizer, and all I saw were kind eyes. I expected you to, to pounce. Oh. <laughs> well, pounce? Yes, I expected you to rape me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> She goes, and now I'm afraid you won't. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> yes, she like, yeah, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, rape <laughs> is not consensual. This now one. that you want him to pounce, it is no longer pouncing or rape. Hey, this is wanted. I don't agree with them infantilizing her. Yeah. But on the other hand, you don't no. want to mess with someone in this headspace. Yeah, for sure. Well, what does he do? He starts messing he pounces. with her. <laughs> he pounces. He's he like, pounces. He's like, oh, great. I'm going to get a virgin now. Woo! Woo! I have to go really slow and gentle. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're getting graphic. Well, that's what you got to do with a virgin. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what. It ain't going to be pleasant. You can't have your way. <laughs> And it's going to be in a barn, too. So so much ever strop your urethra. Ah, Man, come on. But fortunately, thank God, the bandits come back. (laughs) Thank God for bandits. And they start burning another barn. Now, they are actually at, I should point out, the place where the the show is, the Mm -hmm. tournament or whatever that you call it, the horse show. Yeah. And not their barn where Norman is, Mm -hmm. but... There's another horse called Arabella Hill, and this is, like, mm-hmm. the horse to beat. Yes. And they start burning that barn. Mm-hmm. Well, Mags pulls out his gun, which apparently he doesn't take care of because yeah. it was jamming like crazy. Mm-hmm. And I just realized he left her with that gun later that does not work. Yeah. Yeah, he does not care. <laughs> okay. Just... And then has the nerve to say, turn the safety off. Yeah, 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 exactly. He leaves <laughs> her alone with two dangerous men who are not... Uh, with but, a gun that doesn't work and then says, you don't know how to use a gun. Turn the safety off. Yeah, I mean, if I'm one of those guys, I'm like... Well, jumper. We, I think we've got a good chance of getting I out think, of this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's go, Hoss. <laughs> so they burn this other barn. He jumps out to do that. So now, okay, he's confused, I suppose. He goes back to T-Copter and Rick. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, guys. I really want you to come to this horse show. Horse show. They don't want to because they think it's funny that he's doing this thing with the horse. Whatever. But they end up going, mm-hmm. and they end up dressing like the Monopoly men. Yes, they, it was great. Because they this is spiffy. This is where DV Connoisseur was just like pissing himself to laughter. <laughs> <laughs> so were they. Yeah, they? And they were. Oh, and, and I did point. I do not like Rick's laugh. It is. A, <laughs> That, yeah, that, that was his laugh. That, that was it. That was it right there, Because you did guys. it right after. Yeah, yeah. you did it. Because yeah. I was like, I don't like his laugh. And you're like, hee Like, he's like salacious <laughs> crumb sitting on Jabba the Hutt's shoulder. <laughs> so, uh, it was bad. Yeah. So, they're they're dressed uh, to the nines for this thing, which is not appropriate for what they're doing. No. They're like in like a dirt lot somewhere. Yeah. And what bothered me was like, so Magnum's talking to Rick or whatever, mm-hmm. and like TC's kind of standing, kind of like haughty yeah. to the side, and then finally he puts on like a posh, kind of mm-hmm. Englishy accent, mm-hmm. and he's like, "How do you like our outfits?" <laughs> and I'm like, "How needy are you?" <laughs> I'm like, "Is this why you keep Magnum around just to like pump yeah. up your ego?" Yeah, like, basically. Like, who cares what Magnum thinks? He's in a tank top and a and a Denang hat. Like he's <laughs> he's fine. Like don't worry about it. Right. So, 
And so the show's about to start. Mm-hmm. Again, this is the show where if the horse wins, he'll be worth a lot of money. $250,000. $250,000, almost a million dollars in today's money. Yep. And this is another thing that happens. So then Higgins shows up. Is this part of the Kamehameha Club or is this just like an elite? No, this is Robin thing? Masters' uh, private box. Robin Masters has his, he's into a lot of things. He's into everything. And speaking of Robin Masters, Higgins w- walks mm-hmm. up with two women. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, is he showing stews around? And like the woman was probably, if we were like assuming that Higgins was like dating one of them. Mm-hmm. One of the women was probably age-appropriate for Higgins. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the other one was probably in her 20s, maybe late uh, teens. Maybe, Late yeah. teens, early 20s. Yeah. And he introduces them to us as Robin Masters' aunt and yeah. niece. And we're like, how freaking young is yeah. Robin Masters? Then? Yeah. Because he, uh, Robin Masters has got to be younger than even Magnum. He's got to be. He's got to be. He's got to be like 24. I don't know. I know that the very, very, very last episode, mm-hmm. nine seasons or whatever it is from now, right. Robin Masters shows up in the season, series finale. Wow. That's the first time he shows up. And I, I'm almost like, I don't want to blow it for myself to find out who plays him. Sort of like the cop in Psych at the very end. It ends up being, being Val, Val Kilmer. Kilmer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was great. Uh, what was his name? Like Dodson or something it's like something that? something like, like that. They're always calling off camera for a guy, and they yeah. finally show him, and it's Val Kilmer. It's great. Yeah, it's pretty good. But <laughs> that, that was... That's a way better show. That was so much better. That's a really better. way better show. Yeah. So anyway... <laughs> but even that one has issues with its woman handling. Well, you, you know, it's funny, too, because, yeah, that was probably came out with the mid... 2000s yeah, mid aughts, so. mm-hmm. and yeah, when we watch like the early episodes, there's still kind of like weird yeah. like sexism things that don't mm-hmm. age very well. No, nope. even for 15 years or yeah. so. Yeah, it's amazing how far we've come. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, good for us. Yay, high, women! High five! Woohoo! Good for Thank us. Thank you, honey. <laughs> You're welcome. But yeah, I just I'm really curious because like when I say yeah, because like Higgins is not that old. Is what I'm saying. Like he's not that yeah, old. Yeah, he's not. So, and this woman's not that old. So if she's as well, I maybe and maybe that's like a, a, a young she's sister like, for his mother, maybe. Yeah. Like one of those situations where you have an aunt who's like eight years old. Yeah. Well, like my very oldest brother is 15 years older than I am. Yeah, I guess so. So there yeah. you go. Maybe it's something like that. I guess so. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> we're, we're done with that. Okay. <laughs> Adelaide comes up to Magnum and she's really nervous because she's riding this horse. They're going to yeah. make this quarter mill. Ugh. And he, again, just treats her like a freaking child. Mm-hmm. And, and like, I know women have to deal with douchey dudes saying this to them, but he takes it a whole nother level yeah. by making it not even like pseudo flirty, but makes it like childlike where he's yeah. like, he's like, hey, now let me see that smile. No, that terrific smile that terrific smile yeah it's important that's yeah, terrific it's, it's important that it's terrific because then i don't think she does smile but then she goes and gets up on the horse and then she's like do you really think i have a terrific smile he's like you bet oh it was so gross it was so gross i hated this so this was much. so bad and this is the second magnum pi in an in a row that's been really rough to get through. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, yeah, for a bit we were we thought it was, it was pretty fun. It was, it, was it was fun, and now it's just bleh. oh, I, this is like back to the beginning of the season when yeah. it was really kind of gross and yeah. not fun. Like it, yeah, it, I don't know this. This is a bad sh- episode. Yeah, of, uh, it's a bad episode of a pretty bad show. Yeah, overall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So then the horse show starts, which was disturbingly quiet and took forever. Yes. Like and we, we literally watched all 30 seconds of each horse performing the There's, I think, four horses. Three. Was it three? Yeah, it felt like four. But, okay, so three horses mm-hmm. doing a 30-second routine. Because yeah. well, we know they have to be like a 27-point, yeah. whatever, eight thing. And they literally sit you there for a minute and a half. Again, <laughs> yeah. in a 44-minute show, yep. that's a significant chunk of change. Just watching these horses jump. Nothing exciting. It's not even interesting nope. jumps. It's not a particularly They're fancy not... place. Yeah. Nobody's talking. It's like you could hear a pin drop. Mm-hmm. It's just dull. Like, I get that you can't spook the horses, and I think that was, like, the overall point. I mean, yeah. I've been to horse shows, and they're not super quiet like that. That was disturbingly quiet. Yeah, it was disturbing. You couldn't even hear the horse's hooves on the ground. Well, I feel like, and maybe I'm imagining this because I can't really point to a period of my life when I ever saw a horse show. I'd right. be happy. I'd be open to it. But, like, I feel like I have seen them before, and when I've seen them, like, when the horses make the jump, it's like getting, like, a hole in, or, or yeah. like, getting a uh, golf ball in. Like, there's, like, a polite, like, yeah, 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 yeah. okay. But you don't, you're not loud. You're not, like, well, even riotous. one of the horses actually hits one of the rails. Yeah, she hers does. And there's no sound. Yeah. No sound. It, and I'm like, it's a hollow sound when that thing hits. It's yeah. Like, it's like if a pipe falls somewhere. Yeah. That's what it sounds like when a horse's hoof hits one of those rails. It's like they sucked all the sound. Yeah. Like, like the episode it of was, Buffy with no yes. sound. Yes, it was so weird. I was, was like, why did they mute this? What is going this on? This is weird. And then, and again, this is over a minute and 30 seconds yeah. or so of just nothing. Nothing. <laughs> it was weird. It was really weird. And so then she she wins. Mm-hmm. Again, and like they had gotten a call right before, I should bring this up, right before the, the, the event. They got a call from these potential kidnappers who have not kidnapped this horse yet. Mm -hmm. And they're like, you know, if you take that horse out there tomorrow, (laughs) we're going to get (laughs) you. And they're like, we're going to do it anyway. And then she does it. And then nothing happens. Like, like, literally nothing happens. Mm -hmm. Like, nothing happens. Nothing happens. And this whole episode, nothing happens. And that's when I started thinking, like, I was like, I was like, is this a long con just to sleep with Magnum? <laughs> How wouldn't he be so special? Uh, well, I mean, honestly, <laughs> we're going to get to that at the end, really. But nothing happened. Like, nothing is happening in this mm-hmm. episode. And I'm like, what is going on here? Yeah, what is the point here? There's no action. There's mm-hmm. nothing going on. And, like, you tell me, like, oh, she's a potential. She's going to get hurt. And this horse is going to get hurt. Yeah. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. And I'm like, okay, so what's going on? She's just using this to get to know Magnum? Like, I don't... And I'm not saying anything bad about her. I'm saying something bad about the writer who would think a woman would go to those lengths (laughs) just to have sex with Magnum. Dude, all we have to do is unbutton the shirt. I mean, he's into it from the beginning. (laughs) We don't have to do a thing. No. (laughs) We just unbuttoned. (laughs) So she, and she wants to celebrate, I should say, with some apple cider. Right. Because she's a virgin and she can't drink the alcohol either. <laughs> oh my god. Oh it's I like hate they were this. it was like they were trying to make her a child. They really they, were. Yeah, they were. It was Yeah, crazy. this writer wants to sleep with little girls. Pretty much. And he's like, Well that's, what if that's I, what I got well, out of it? What if I just say she's thirty two? And then she's safe. Then she's safe. And she's even more of a virgin. She's even super virgin. <laughs> she's super virgin. <laughs> Oh, this virgin has, went supernova. She has superpowers now that she's a super virgin. Her virginity is going to wipe out civilization. That's great. So, so, okay, so everything seems to be good. And, and Magnum's like, okay, nothing happened. This is weird. 
you guys aren't really safe until this horse actually goes to these buyers. So he calls mm-hmm. this office and he asks for a description of what this buyer is going to look like. Mm-hmm. These guys show up, they fit the tee, they look ridiculous, they look like Gene Shalit and yeah. I don't know, some other crazy guy with white hair. Sure. And he's like, that's Gene Shalit. Yep, that's it. That, that was <laughs> the look I was looking for. So they sign over the money, they get the mm-hmm. check, they go meet up with Cameron Mitchell at a bar where the waitress is like, what do you want to drink? And Adelaide's like, no, it's cool. We brought our own, and he brings a glass and some ice. And I was like, wow, that is some low-class wow. thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. We won't be actually buying anything here. But We're just going to be drinking at this table and using up all your tips. Thanks. <laughs> but can you go ahead and get me some glasses and some ice? <laughs> and so then we find out that the people who are supposed to buy the, the horse, mm-hmm. they show up at this bar. Or they, like a, a guy from outside, a ballet or something, they're like, hey, these guys are here to see you. And they're like, okay. And they go outside, and they see these guys, and it is not the people that they just talked to, nope. but look kind of like them. Like I, was, don't, I don't know. They're the same person in my perspective. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> they, they looked exactly the same. Yeah, they were, like, similar enough, though. Yeah. Like, the description that the that Janice or whatever her name is that, mm-hmm. the, that he gets is, like, oh, he has, like, a big bushy mustache a big bushy beard <laughs> and he's got these horn rim glasses mm-hmm. and both of the guys had it so yeah. he had no real and he still did all his due diligence of he checked get, all the paperwork checked all the paperwork got the ids yeah. got all this other stuff but he's obviously handed over this horse to the bandits yep to the bandits <laughs> those <laughs> sneaky bandits those horse thieves <laughs> those horse thieves <laughs> those rustlers <laughs> <laughs> What a weird thing. What a weird thing. This whole episode's just dumb, man. I hate this episode. Oh, so bad. So then they kind of go regroup, and Magnum starts yelling at Higgins for some reason. I don't know why he's angry at Higgins. Oh, because Higgins is making fun of him. Because... For the horse thing again? Yes. Oh, oh Well, right. not for the horse thing, Oh, but... it was front page news. Yes, yeah, uh, that said the private investigator helped bandits kidnap this horse. Yes, yes. Yeah, and so he was laughing at him for that. Yeah, because there was someone there taking pictures of him. Yeah. So there's actually a picture of him loading the horse onto the kidnapper's yeah. truck. Yeah. So he looks like a real dum-dum. Yeah. And he's like, you know, screw it. I'm so passionate about, like, helping this woman for some weird reason. Because I'm, I'm expecting her to be grateful. <laughs> I want her to be real grateful. So you're going to... And she shows up from the other room all of a sudden. I'm grateful like, in quotes. Oh, yeah. We know what grateful... We know what gratitude he's discussing. And she comes in from the other room. And, like, he yells at Higgins. And Higgins is like, well, uh, one reason why people... You know, it could be insurance fraud. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, what, like the horse would have to be dead. He's like, well, the thing is, like, if a horse is sterile for whatever reason, mm-hmm. that can really F you up. Well, like, yeah. It doesn't matter if he won this 25000 Because he's supposed more. to be a stud. That's what you're selling him for. We're selling him for stud. And if, for like, his genetics. And, and it, if he can't pass those on, And it turns no out, sale. like, Cameron Mitchell's kind of this Dr. Moreau-type character mm-hmm. who's injecting all these weird drugs into this horse mm-hmm. to make it the best. Yeah. Well, well, if he goes it, sterile, yeah. then this horse is no longer worth that much money. Exactly. And that's pretty much what happens. The horse goes sterile. So they're like, well, what would they do if this horse is sterile? Mm-hmm. And Higgins is like, well, they'll kill the horse. Because that yeah. way they can find the horse mm-hmm. and they can't prove that the horse is sterile. Exactly. So they can keep And that the way money. they can get the insurance money. Yeah, sterility they, insurance is what it's called. Yes, they have like, yeah. no, 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 it wasn't sterility insurance. She said they didn't have that. Oh, it was right. just like the horse insurance. Right, right. Like, yeah, so that's what they wanted to get. Mm-hmm. So, but in this way, they could prove that it wasn't sterile. Yeah. So they 
I don't know. Who cares? They drove drove around all night and they find a barn and they find a dumb horse. I don't even know how they found the, it. The horse was back in its stables. Oh, right. Because Cameron Mitchell wouldn't have been able to hide it anywhere else. Oh, oh he's the bad guy. Yeah. yeah oh, there yeah. you oh, go. I get it. As if anybody really cares at this point. Uh, who cares? I called him Dr. Moreau. I think that pretty much <laughs> sealed the deal on this. And, I mean, and it was, well, what was knew, really funny call, about we that? We called the insurance fraud like way early on, too. We're like, this is insurance what fraud. What was really funny about that is both of us were like, we need more Cameron Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there was a whole period where Cameron Mitchell was not in the show. He wasn't in for like 30 minutes of it. And it was disappointing. It was really disappointing. It so was we a... had to deal with Magnum and his virgin. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the pretty much the show. Yeah. Because like, and I, and I said this while we were watching, I'm like, this show isn't called Norman the Horse. No. It's called Adelaide. Adelaide. So it is all about her. She is our focus. And her journey of losing her virginity. Her virginity. Whatever, she, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. I, I don't know. Even I don't though. Know. I don't know. And let's let's get this out right. Virginity is not a real concept. Yeah. Like, Let, let's, let's just state that right yeah. now. So it's even more ridiculous. It's stupid. Yeah. It's like this T.I. nonsense where he's It's like, just a way to value women as if women not having sex makes them worth more. Right. Well, which is ridiculous. It's, it's treating, We're it's supposed, treating women like chattel. Like, well, and here here's the thing. We're supposed to have lots of babies and be virgins. Yeah. How is that possible? Are you asking me? Yeah, I'm asking you. How is this possible? <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> We're all supposed to be Virgin Marys, apparently. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's what it is. Though. But mm-hmm. you're right. It's like the whole concept is just dumb. Yeah. It's, like you said, it's placing value on yeah. something that's stupid. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And that, like, there's, it just doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean anything at all. So they find the horse at the barn. Mm-hmm. And while they're there... Cameron Mitchell and his goons show up, mm-hmm. and like I guess he's gonna kill his his niece. Too. <laughs> no, he doesn't want to kill her, but he wasn't expecting her to be there. Oh, right, he right. was gonna show but up he's and kill, the kill horse. her now. No, that's why he takes off running. Uh, he takes off running because he can't kill her, and I guess he's just gonna leave his stooges to kill her for him. I guess. Well, and and Norman doesn't like this, so he takes off mm-hmm. and. Killer horse. horse. And that horse tramples him. Tramples him good. Because Norman got scared and just did not see what was under his feet or whatever. Right. And so he just took off. Or that's a likely excuse that uh-huh. he murdered the person who was going to murder him. Yeah, true. First degree. Yeah. <laughs> <He's> protecting himself. <laughs> and that's it. That's it. That's it. Okay, now let's get to the end. Okay, let's let's get to the end. So we're back at the volleyball tournament. Back where it all began. What a good writer! He he ties it up in a nice little bow. Ugh, whatever. And, and they're just about TC and Mags are just about to get mm-hmm. started, and there is like a there's an interruption, and Adelaide's come. Mm-hmm. Her glasses gone. Doesn't gone. need them anymore. Doesn't need them anymore. She's miraculously cured. I wish. I wish. <laughs> If I get really horny, do I not need to wear glasses anymore? Yes, honey. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Her hair is down. Yeah. She's no longer wearing earth tones. She's no. wearing a red floral yeah. yes. kind of getup. It's very bright and flashy like a peacock. Yeah. And she interrupts him and she's like, oh, look, I only got a second because I'm double parked and ballet people want to yeah. kill me. And I just wanted to let you know I'm not going to be able to pay the $350 because... <laughs> I don't have it, but I'm going to give you an IOU, and an IOU is just as good as payment from someone from Iowa, and then you can continue the thought. And I know we can work something else out, Magnum. Can you somehow 
speak to the fact that your eyebrow lifted when you're yeah that's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> like Millhouse in that episode like lower your eyebrow ah oh, both and, of them and he says you know and this is where the whole thing about being a bounder in a ray and yeah and, and she literally says mm-hmm. that she is beholden to him yep 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 and that she's so grateful and she, she w- would do anything she wants to F the fee out of him, basically. Yeah. She's like, I'm sure there's other ways we can work this out. There are alternate forms is, of payment. Is my sex, my virginity worth $350? <laughs> She's like, I saved myself just so it would be worth more. Oh, God. And and so he You can like, get a really good hooker for that price. So he starts... And have a really good time. <laughs> he starts making out with her. He's in some short shorts, and I'm sure, like, everyone in the audience sees his boner at this his point. His very righteous boner. <laughs> his righteous... His righteous boner. <laughs> There's, like, like, oh... It's like, it's like a virgin. <laughs> I hate this episode. <laughs> and so then we get some Cave of Wonders. So she, mm-hmm. they, they make out. She yeah. leaves promise of sex later Mm -hmm. and he like then tells us in his cave of wonders monologue oh i will hate magnum for the rest of my days because of this line he i don't know what the exact line was but do you have it uh no i wrote hate this writer exclamation point and (laughs) ew ew yeah (laughs) yeah that was a very audible ew at this and he's basically like i got into being a private investigator so i can save women and, and they will see s- how grateful they are to see me. how grateful see how grateful they are because I want women to be grateful for me saving them. yes not just paying the fee and then getting sex after as that's a bonus. your payment man that's, that's your payment I paid your damn fee I don't should I don't have, have to have sex with you, you. I mean are you asking jinx? this yeah jinx <laughs> are you asking this for your male clients too do they have to show you how a grateful, grateful they, they are, are? yeah are you great. kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, I just, I want to, vomit. to peel his skin off and just like hang it on a hook. I would and like get to jerky just... out of it and give it to poor people. Your eyes are terrifying <laughs> right now. <laughs> I really hated that line. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. It was terrible. That line made me furious. Yeah. It's like, this is watered down. It's not. It's not. What, about, I, what I'm saying right now is watered down from how I felt at that moment. You're not a. You're not a gigolo, bro. Oh my you're god. You're a private investigator. They I just want them to, to be in- grateful to me for saving them. You're gross. Yeah. You don't get sex in return for doing your damn job. Well, but then it gets worse, though. Do I get sex for doing my job? If you for want. making a cover, would, will the models or the author suddenly be like, oh, I'm so grateful. Let's do it. Yeah. This isn't how jobs work. <laughs> yeah, get paid. Now, you only get sex if you're going out with some hookers. <laughs> okay? That's what you pay them for. That's the job. Right. Yeah. They shouldn't have to show you how grateful they are for you doing your job. <laughs> I shouldn't have to go up to a fireman and be like, oh, thank you so much for saving me and pulling me out of this burning building. Now take me on yours. <laughs> That's not how this works. <laughs> no. But, and not not to risk your ire getting any uh, hotter. Ire. Higher ire. But then he finishes that statement about the gratitude. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it hasn't always worked out, but it finally might. Ugh. I just. And then. I am and then, so glad that previous credits. women were like, no, take your damn money. The job is done. No. 
Because <laughs> no. he said it hasn't really worked out in the past yeah. of that happening. So most women were like, Thank no, God. man, I'm not a whore. No, you found out my husband was cheating on me yeah. like I paid you to do. Yeah. I'm not going to sleep with you. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. I hate Magnum so much. So... <sighs> Are you grateful I'm doing this podcast? <laughs> Internally grateful. You better be grateful. Are you beholden to me? <laughs> How'd you feel about this episode? I hated <laughs> this episode. I did not like this episode. I Well, uh, aside from everything else that we've already talked, all the problematic elements that are already we've already discussed, and they are problematic, and they're terrible, and they're mm-hmm. horrible, mm-hmm. it wasn't even a good mystery it wasn't mm-hmm. interesting in just outside of that it was just a, yeah it was boring it wasn't well it was just magnum trying to get it with a virgin that's all it was that's all it was and it was like and we'll put a horse in here and we'll have yeah. people laugh at him because he has to like look after a horse mm-hmm. even though he's looked after a dog before yeah continuity guys like at one point like someone should have been like you looked after a dog before i don't see a big deal yeah exactly i don't i really didn't see what's so funny this horse is and worth like, a lot of and money. And like you said, like, this is an actual... Like, this is horse big is business. Yeah. So... This isn't protecting a goldfish. Well, I think when, when Cameron Mitchell is handed the checks, you know, like, here's your $250,000 yeah. or whatever, he literally says in the middle of this bar, I'm, I'm a, a rich, rich man. man. Yeah. So... This was a big deal. Yeah. So it's not like, who cares? It's a horse. And I laughing at her feelings over this horse nearly being killed is not funny either. Yeah. You don't laugh at somebody who's like animal is being threatened by somebody yeah so, so like why would you laugh at that yeah and, and like i think that's that, horrendous and i think that's what like really aggravates me again about this episode mm-hmm. is it's called adelaide yeah this is her, her story mm-hmm. and her story sucks ass yes <laughs> i feel like my face is on fire it's it very, is on fire is it actually. red yeah i think it i might explode i think like i'm a, like a pres- strawberry strawberry preserves <laughs> Uh, I think I've gotten too angry. Okay. Because I well, feel like I feel like there's a lot of blood in my face right now. Okay. And I'm I'm crossing into a murderous threshold. Well, let's get out of here. <laughs> I think that's a good time, good good point for us to leave. <laughs> uh, if you want to get us, we're at the usual places. You know where yeah. they are: Twitter and email. If yeah. you don't know what it is, you can listen to one of the other episodes. <laughs> Twitter <laughs> at Magnum. She wrote Gmail. Magnum. She wrote at gmail.com. Exactly. There you uh, go. And next week. We're going back to Cabot Cove. I'm hoping. Oh. You know, this really sucks, though, because we did just come off of Hawaii Five O, And it was excellent. And it was really good. Mm-hmm. And it was a, a show made 13 years earlier. Yeah. That treated women with more agency. Yep. More respect. More dignity. More dignity. And again, we can't, we only watched the one episode. That's we're, true. We can't speak to, you know, whatever, 10 seasons right. of the show. But... For opening show, they mm-hmm. were able to. That's Magnum didn't do that. No, so not I mean, even close. Not even close. So I mean, like it's crazy to go from that yeah. level of like you have this woman who's like, I'm gonna live on a hippie yeah. commune because I want to. Yeah. I'm gonna go risk my life because it's the right thing to do, and I'm yeah. capable of doing it. Exactly. To I'm a virgin. So I'm beholden to I'm you beholden because you saved my horse. Grateful. What is that about? Gross. Can she just be an excellent writer? Yeah. You could, you could have had everything. Like, she's everything. a really good horseman. So you, why not just keep her as a really good horseman? Why do you have to bring in all of this other crap that is none of anybody's business? It's none of anybody. It, it makes, like, 
again, it's her story that yeah. we're learning. And it's like, you could take all of that out, throw yeah. it out the window. And she, like you said, she could just be a really good horse person who mm-hmm. cares about her horse. Yeah. Who is attracted to Magnum. Who cares? Yeah, whatever. She's a grown-ass woman who could be attracted to whoever she Exactly. Take out from. all of the gratitude BS. Yeah. Like, what is your agenda mm-hmm. with this episode, This was Mr. clearly writer. the writer's fantasy. And DVD connoisseurs. Yeah, and it was a gross fantasy. Yeah. And that really pisses me off. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So what are we going to do to cool down? It's one thing to keep your fantasies to yourself. Like, do this in private. Right. And be like, hey, wife, I want you to pretend to be a virgin or whatever. Right. (laughs) Yeah, you know, sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You're always asking me to pretend to be a virgin. I do. All the time. I'm like, be a virgin. (laughs) And then just don't have sex with me. I'm going to remember that one. (laughs) Hey, honey, pretend to be a virgin and not have sex with her. He actually had... A medium for to display his gross kink and yes. to be like, this is how it should be. This is how women should be acting and should be at all times. It's not. It's this sort of shy, demure, virgin crap. Here's the thing. Who has to constantly rely on a big, strong man. Here's the thing. Writing, mm-hmm. even bad writing, mm-hmm. is hard. Yeah. It's not easy to write something. And to put this much effort mm-hmm. into writing this episode yeah. is just does not speak well of the writer. Yeah. Oh, you, no, it does not. I like do not put, like this you writer. You put way too much effort mm-hmm. into this to get yeah. this point across that you felt this was so important mm-hmm. that you had to like share it with everybody on CBS on the 19th right. of March, 1981, instead of listening to REO Speedwagon or going yes. to see The Omen 3. I would rather watch Omen 3 than this episode. Let's go watch The Omen 3. yeah my thing is i mean we've made fun of uh belisario in the past but it's always been kind of a tease tease. kind of a mocking tease we haven't really slammed him this guy i'm slamming yeah well see i think the difference is belisario in this episode's running long sorry yeah i I keep trying to wrap it up but then we keep talking and it's fine the thing with belisario i feel like is he's a product of his time Mm -hmm. it's not just him like you can watch anything from 1981 and you're going to still see the sexism and the racism and all this other crap that we've Mostly, hopefully, nah. all grown past. Well, we've moved fifteen percent past. Uh, you know, <laughs> but hopefully, this is our goal: is to move past yeah. that. So you're kind of used to it, so you can kind of make fun of it because it's just right. like that's just what it was at the time. Yeah. This one felt more pointed, more like yeah. intentional. Mm-hmm. I, I suppose this isn't just like. This isn't a product this of its time. This, this isn't is... just like, hey, look at that woman taking a shower in mm-hmm. uh, at the beach. Isn't she hot? Yeah. This is like, no, let me tell you something about women. This is what this women is... should be doing. And this is what they should be. And they should be mm-hmm. grateful to us yeah. when we do a job for them. Yeah, even though they're still going to pay us. Even though they're going to pay us. Mm-hmm. And what we really want is a virginal woman. Mm-hmm. And we want to be the one who turns her from a virgin to yeah. someone who will have sex with us. And then we just leave And her. then she's just going to worship us forever. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. So have a great rest of the day, everyone, I guess. <laughs> I mean, like, like, we need to end on a high note. I'm do trying. You, do you know of any good jokes? None. I know no jokes. Me either. Why am I jokeless right now? See, that's why I thought this episode sapped my sense of humor. Yeah. I had a hard time getting past a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, there was just a lot to get pie in it. And yeah. it just wasn't fun. And I wanted to end on something fun. So, let me read a poem by Christina Rossetti. 
All of her poems are like lesbian based. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, you know what? There is. Are you going to read the poem for her, from Hawaii Five-O? Yes. <laughs> like uh, the Tempest. No, I, I, this, this is this, this. You know what? This might be appropriate for right okay. now. It's a kind of long. We're going to go with it though. Okay. This is a poem by, and I'm, I'm not a great probably poetry reader, but it's called No Thank You, John. Mm. This is by Christina Rossetti. She is great. She is. She lived from 1830 to 1894, to give you a little context. Yeah. So the poem is No Thank You, John, and I read this the other day, Mm -hmm. and I was like, wow, this is, like, crazy. Okay. Mm -hmm. I never said I loved you, John. Why will you tease me day by day and wax a weariness to think upon with always do and pray? You know I never loved you, John. No fault of mine made me your toast. Mm -hmm. Why will you haunt me with a face as wan as shows an hour old ghost. I dare say Meg or Maul would take pity upon you if you asked. <laughs> and pray don't remain single for my sake, who can't perform that task. Mm-hmm. I have no heart, she questions yeah. John. Perhaps I have not. But then you're mad to take offense. Mm-hmm. That I don't give you what I have not got. Use your own common sense. Mm-hmm. Let bygones be bygones. Don't call me false. Who owed not to be true. I'd rather answer no to 50 Johns than to answer yes to you. Oh, I love that. Let's mar pleasant days no more. Songbirds of passage, days of youth. Catch it today, forget the days before. I'll wink at your untruth. Let us strike hands as hearty friends. No more, no less. Mm-hmm. And friendship's good. Only don't keep in view ulterior ends and points not understood. Mm-hmm. I'll open treaty, rise above, quibbles and shuffling off and on. Here's friendship for you if you like, but love, no thank you, John. No. And he's still going to be pressing her even after that. And I was like, wow, Christina <laughs> even Rossetti though that's was writing so poems obvious. about incels. Yeah, <laughs> even though that's so obvious of her being like, I said no. I've said no. He's still going to press. Exactly. Even though it's like, no, I said no. And she's I said being no. very, for- I like how forceful and mm-hmm. polite she's being at the same time. Yeah. She's like, no, thank you, no. Meg and Maul, yeah. they're into you, John. Yeah. I'm not. We can be friends. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to be friends, Ducky, then, yeah. <laughs> you know, this is over. And so, I don't know. Does that help a little bit? No, because it just reinforces, <laughs> like, how this has been for centuries. We got to work on this, guys. Yeah. That's our homework for the week, guys. We're going to make this better. <laughs> <laughs> Stop pressing women to do what you want them to. Okay. Things that don't exist. Virginity. <laughs> Friend zones. Mm-hmm. A good episode of Magnum PI. <laughs> Boom! Burn! Anyway, in the like meantime, that. I love you guys. I love you too. And, you know, it's got a little <laughs> hot, but it'll be better next week. Happy uh, Hold on, hold on. Let me get out of this rotten mood. I don't want to be mean to our listeners. I love you guys a lot. I do. I appreciate I do. our listeners. Let's talk about I our do. Listeners. Our listeners are great. You know what? That's actually putting me in a better mood right now, just talking about our listeners. Just to think of the, you guys yeah. out there and, like, you care enough to hang out with us. Yeah, and, and to listen to me rant. Yeah. And rave. <laughs> and rave. Rave. <laughs> I'm going to get out my glow sticks <laughs> while I'm ranting. Yeah. See? Some REO Speedwagon here. Nice. I don't I don't either. Anyway. Did you what other songs did they have? Remember? And I can't stop this feeling. Oh my gosh, it's the same song. It's the same song. REO Speedwagon had one song. (laughs) That's great. Screw you, REO Speedwagon. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye. And I waved. (laughs) 